Back in October, AOC Community Media did a series called Ask Media Anything. We invited our audience to ask local news directors, producers, and anchors questions about how media was made, who made it, and why it's important. AMA was a live discussion on all of these topics and more. We decided to release it here in the AOC podcast feed for your listening pleasure. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. On today's episode, our guests are Seen Terchalik, General Manager, KADN and KLAF, and Chuck Wood, General Manager, Delta Media Corporation. Welcome to AMA, Ask Media Anything. My name is Karen Winters. I'm a professor at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. And I want to thank you for joining us for this conversation between our local media professionals and you, our audience. Recent research indicates that local media outlets are trusted by a majority of Americans, even as trust in our national news media is declining. And it's easy to understand why Acadiana has trust in our local media. In addition to providing us with important information about our area, they're also active participants in our community. So who better to answer questions about our community and the media in our community than our own local experts? Here tonight to share their insight and answer some of your questions about the sometimes elusive media industry we have seen Turkalik. Excuse me. It's a tough one. Seen Turchalik, general manager uh, at KADN and KLIF, and Chuck Wood, general manager of Delta Media Corp. Uh, To tell you a little bit about Seen, he studied PR, public relations, at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. And before that, he graduated from Vermilion Catholic um, in Abbeville, where he grew up. And Seen now lives in Lafayette and is the GM at KADN and KLIF. And we have Chuck Wood, who's been managing media properties for over 30 years, 25 of those years in Lafayette. And his passion for broadcasting started as a young boy in Detroit, Michigan. And Chuck is currently the general manager for Delta Media Group. I'm going to tell you our format this evening. Uh, Tonight's program is really about facilitating conversation between media producers and media audiences. So if you have a question for our guests during this time, you can use a couple of hashtags to get in touch with us. First, there's hashtag AOC Free Speech Week, or you can use hashtag AMA Scene, which is A-M-A-S-E-A-N, or hashtag AMA Chuck to ask us on Facebook, Twitter, or on Instagram, and we'll get those. They'll pull up right here on uh, my tablet. So you can also call us at 337-366. Eight nine five one. So thank you so much for joining us. We have some really great questions uh, here. And the first question that we'll start with that's come in is, uh, what's changed in your profession since you started? And what do you expect to happen in the next 15 years? Wow. Um, uh, well, I guess I'll go first. Uh, what's changed? Well, the Communications Act of 1996 changed to a uh, you know, when I was in this business, uh, I first went to work for a single AM station and then worked for an AM and FM station. And now I have nine radio stations and four television stations that I oversee right here in Lafayette. So that's been a big, big change. And then I guess the second change has been the Internet. 
Um, we're in the entertainment business, and uh, there's entertainment available everywhere in lots of different places, phones, tablets, computers. Um, you know, the car has always been known as a, uh, um, a radio on wheels, and now it's starting to look like a smartphone on wheels. Right. right. So, you know, there's just been lots of change. There is, there's, I don't know what you call it. There's, there's more variety. Mm-hmm. More more available uh, outlets for media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd imagine with all of those stations, more work. <laughs> you in your case, right, Chuck? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, you know, I don't know that if I'm working any harder than I used to. I just have a few more balls struggling than I mm-hmm. used to. Let's see. How about you, Seen? I, I think I'll echo a lot of what Chuck said. I mean, technology, uh, the Internet and technology has been the biggest change. Where people consume Television uh, has changed dramatically. Um, Different screens, still on a screen, Mm. uh, but just just and more splintered. There are more choices for people to consume uh, to consume media. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, it's it's it provides different challenges. Local broadcasting, I think, is still well. I know is still viable, still strong, still important. Mm -hmm. Both what Chuck and I do. I started in radio. Um, and there's, you know, Chuck knows this. Once you, it's hard to get radio out of your, out of your veins. You know, I was, I was a disc jockey. Um, and it just, it just, it was just, so, it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there, there are a lot of places that you can, you can hear media or watch media. So that's been, the, that's been a big challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been the big, that's been the biggest change. People change, managing people changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a revenue standpoint, from a sales standpoint, I mean, Delivering advertising to local businesses has is still relevant and, and has stayed the same. But the technology, the internet is by far the biggest change. Mm-hmm. And how do you expect the internet to impact what you do in the next 15 years? <laughs> I wish I had the crystal ball for that one. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, it's changing so rapidly. I don't even know that anyone's thinking in the next 15 years. Right. I mean, it, it, it's just from year to year. It's 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 light years of, you know, of, of where we of where five years ago. I'm, I'm doing things now I didn't even think of five years ago when I was in this business. Mm-hmm. It's um, you know, we weren't thinking about podcasting five years ago. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, don't we weren't thinking about podcasting two years ago. Right, right. and now it's one of the most talked about subjects, um, in my industry. Uh, and it's things that, that we're looking into right now. We're, we're dabbling in it, but I don't know if we're doing as good a job as we I'd like us to do, but mm-hmm. but it's there. It's different. Um, who knows what's going to... You know, as generations change, the needs and the type of me- media that's being used change. You know, uh, I hired a young, a, a young woman uh, with our company uh, about 18 months ago, and not long after I hired her, we were having the conversation. Um, you know, I, all right, so what do, what do you listen to on the way to work? Well, what is it you listening to? And she goes, well, I listen to podcasts. Hmm. That's the first time I had someone bring that up to me. You know, it was 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I think it, it's, you know, the Internet's going to rule it. Uh, it's, it's all going to go that way eventually. Uh, there still is a need for over the air. Uh, and I think there always will be. Um, you know, uh, this past hurricane in, in Florida, you know, every cell tower was down. There were still some radio towers mm-hmm. getting the information out to people. That's going to be important. So, but uh, I wish I had that crystal ball. Right. I, I agree. Fifty. Well, 15 years just doesn't even seem fathomable anymore. 
you know, to, to imagine what's going to go on in 15 years. There was a time when, you know, five years seemed even manageable, but things changed so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm like Chuck. I don't know what the crystal ball is. What I do, what I do know is that there will always be a need to know what the weather's going to be like. There's going to be a need to know what's going on in our kids' school. There's going to be a need to know where what roads are closed and where the hurricane is and where the traffic crashes are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and local media is going to continue to provide that. I just don't know exactly how. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see – I know that neither of our companies are going to become nonprofit, so we're going to always have to find a way to monetize that. Right. Um, I think we have to be – I think we have to be very flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, we – you know, I hate to keep speaking for, for Chuck, but we both work for local, small, smaller local companies. I mean, I'm, we're based out of Houston, but we're a two-market company. Um, and there's advantage to that, that we can, you know, we aren't stuck in a mold of, well, here's how we do things. Uh, for us, it means we can, we can adapt and change. And um, the old cliche, you don't say we all, we, we've always done it this way. That just doesn't exist anymore. What, we've did, what we did last year is really becoming irrelevant. Right. So always staying on the pulse, always keeping up and yep. being flexible. Okay. So another question that's come in is, um, who's your professional hero, mentor, or idol? Wow. Um, you know, I had I, I had a, a, a man that I worked for um, back in the late seventies uh, in Tyler, Texas. Mm-hmm. He's he's now deceased. Um, his name was Bud Polisek. He, uh, he and a, a banker and a, and a guy that owned a trucking company bought the radio stations that I was working at. And um, he put faith in me to become a manager, to become a sales manager. And, um, you know, it was funny. He looked at me, he goes, you're going to be one of my projects. And I kind of laughed. But, uh, you know, he started me on the road to running, running radio stations. And uh, uh, he, was, he was really good. And he was really good to me, and uh, he was a mentor, um, and stayed a good friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of weird and ironic. We shared a birthday too. It was kind of mm-hmm. weird when we found that out. But uh, yeah, Bud Polisek probably. Okay, thanks for sharing that. There's, for me, a lot of local, kind of anybody that that took a chance on me and believed in me. There are a lot of local broadcast, local Lacadiana legends, you know that that uh, that stand out. Um, you know, and uh, guys like Mike Mitchell and I work together in radio. A lot of radio guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Mitchell, um, a guy named you know Tom Will was a general manager who who promoted me into management. Um, a guy named Dick Harbison, who these are guys. Tom was at Channel Three. I started my TV career at TV Three. Mm-hmm. Tom, you know, put me in management. Uh, Dick Harbison put me on the trail to hey, you need you need to. You need to step up your education and learn everything about the business because one day you'll be running stations. Um, I worked for a guy in Monroe and in, in Knoxville uh, named Joe Carrier. Joe was a, was a I call him a broadcast giant, you know, CBS affiliate board, BMI board, NAB board. Um, and Joe just kind of, you know, took me under his wings and said, I'm going to teach you everything about the business, everything you're willing to learn. Um, and the guy I work for now, I mean, the CEO of Bayou City Broadcasting is a guy named Dwan McCoy. And um, I, I, he's, I'm just learning every day uh, 
primarily leadership things. You know, at this point, it's not to teach me about television and about broadcasting, about sales techniques, it's, but it's about motivating people and right. leading people. Right. Um, so and I would yeah. imagine multiple generations of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, very true. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, there's a very big difference in our business about between motivating salespeople, uh, motivating an engineer, Mm-hmm. And motivating, you know, an MMJ, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, you're right. D- different generations of people, um, and having to having to adapt to the way that they want to be led. But it's uh, my job day to day is is a leadership job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not it's not blocking and tackling. It's 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 motivation. Right, right. I want to dig into a little bit more of. Um, kind of what's going on currently in our current media and social context. Uh, so one question came in that asked, um, with everything we used to consider reliable news now being suspected to be fake news, how does a consumer know that you're on the up and up? I'll, I'll pass that on the scene. He has the news channels. I yeah. don't. So okay. I'd like to be cliche and say if it's local, you can believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as a general, as a general rule, that's true. Um, because we are local, we live here, you know, I, my, the people that work at my station consume my product, uh, and they care about what's right for their families. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they have no vested interest in putting out fake news. Uh, we don't have agendas on a local level. I think we've gotten lumped local media, local television stations, local news operations mm-hmm. have gotten lumped in with. Um, quote unquote, the media, which for me is national cable news, right. which is opinion based. And so that's, that's problem one. Mm-hmm. You know, we are not opinion based. I mean, our news, uh, we don't have angles. We try to cover all angles of, of stories and we try to stay away from national stories unless it's relevant to Lafayette. Um, the internet's also, you know, there's no, there's no fact checking on, you know, on the internet. Mm-hmm. So there's that people see things online. I think that not knowing what to believe stems from the internet, from not knowing what to believe online, and from also hearing things on the internet that tell you not to believe not to believe the media. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know you 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 hold your local guys accountable. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if if a television station uh, runs something that's that's factually inaccurate, you let them know. I know that I get people can call me directly, and they do. Our advertisers are more connected to us than they are nationally. So if my ad, if my advertisers know that I'm going to be fair, uh, they don't really care what political opinions are. But if we do something that's fake, I'm going to hear about it from my advertisers. Right. Um, you know, I, it, you could say cross-check things, but I hear people every day saying, well, but I don't know what to cross-check. Where do I go to cross-check to find out if something's accurate? Mm-hmm. If it's local, if, I, I like to say if it's local, you should, you should expect to believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the um, <clears throat> I think the fake news phenomena is more of a national issue. Mm-hmm. And as Seen said, probably, and, and and look, I'll be frank, I don't even watch them, but the the cable news channels, mm-hmm. uh, I can't watch that stuff anymore. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, I'm in the media, so they say. Uh, I fortunately, uh, my company is different. Uh, we run entertainment media. Mm-hmm. We're 100 percent entertainment, mm-hmm. television and radio. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't I don't get into that game often enough. Well. I don't get luckily. into it often, luckily. Yeah. Um, so, but I think that's more of a national phenomenon. I think it stems from the news news channels. I, I, and I and I will add that 
I, I don't want it to go without being said that it is it is dangerous. You know, we I, I see local people primarily on, on online um, tapping into that fake news, fake media stuff, mm-hmm. and it whips up you know it whips up it whips people into a frenzy that I'm afraid may end up leading to local journalists you know being 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 hurt. Right. And that actually is a great segue into the next question um, that came up here, uh, which is, have you ever been harassed on a scene for doing your job? Were you threatened? Uh, Were you harassed verbally? Were you harassed physically? And what was that like or how did you feel? I have have not. I mean, I've been, you know, as in the old days, as a as a as a shock jock, I've been thrown out of places, you know, you know, for doing goofy things that Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not proud of. Thirty five years later, but (laughs) but no, from a a local news standpoint, and I've I've got some of a somewhat of a news background. No, Mm -hmm. I haven't because um, because of credibility, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, I have had my journalists, you know, lately. get bad vibes, but never, not yet really threatened. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, I think it's a matter of time unless we start, people have to start speaking up and differentiate, as Chuck said, differentiate local and the other stuff. I find it interesting that that question come up today uh, with the report of the, uh, the guy that broke into the Fox News channel on Washington, D.C. today and then was shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know... Again, I, I run entertainment entities, um, mm-hmm. so it's different. But but I did have a young man. Uh, I was running. <clears throat> excuse me. I was uh, um, I was managing uh, a local rap station, and we had a young man come to the radio station on a Saturday, and I just happened to be there doing some work, and he was trying to force himself into the station to get his CD played. And I mean, it was it was scary. It scared mm-hmm. the pants off of off of our female announcer that was there. And uh, quite frankly, I called the police and they had to come arrest him. I, you know, it was it was unnerving. Um, and then again, today I just saw it on the, mm-hmm. saw it on the national news before before coming here. A guy broke in, kicked the doors in at uh, the Fox affiliate in Washington D.C. and the guard shot him in the chest. Mm-hmm. It can be scary. Uh, you know, people. Uh, I think. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's mental illness. I don't know if the guys hopped up on some drugs. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, and they didn't say anything about it. But you know, it, it can get scary out there. And I think, for whatever reason, people can get scared. I think for some reasons, uh, people see what's going on in the national media and they blame the local outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's kind of what happened today. Um, so, yeah, you know, not much happens like that in Acadiana, thank God. Knock on yeah. wood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hope it can stay that way. Right. And I think that's why conversations like these are so important because there is a real difference, Agreed. right, between the 24-hour cable news stations yes. and who produce content, right, yeah. to, to keep, to keep things again, on the station for and, 24 and, hours a day. You right? know, we're, we're, either, we're, we're there to serve an audience, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, you know, radio stations, Chuck's got multiple formats that, that they're there to entertain, you know, multiple audiences. I'm there to serve. I want people, to, we need people to, to listen to us and watch us, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I've got a vested interest in reflecting what the community is and wants to see and wants to hear mm-hmm. and wants to know. Um, 
but I, I think because we, we're broadcasters and we serve everybody, mm-hmm. there's kind of some inherent risk that, you know, you're going to have, you know, you're, you're, you're going to interact across paths with people that, that quite honestly aren't, you know, as my dad would say, aren't dealing, aren't playing with a full deck. Right. You know, <clears throat> secure, we didn't, tw- that's another thing that's changed. 30 years ago, we didn't really worry about security in our, in our radio and TV stations. You Never. Know, now we got it, mm-hmm. you know. Right. No. Right. Um, let's see. I have another question that's come in uh, from Brother Jay from Lafayette. He asks, where is the black media representation? And how have your organizations tried to incorporate the black viewpoint? Well, I can tell you that uh, as part of Delta Media Corporation, we own and operate Z105.9, mm-hmm. which is uh, an urban adult contemporary radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that is a segment that, in my opinion, at times gets underserved. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, there's three or four African-American targeted radio stations here in town. Uh, we have the only one that has a live morning show, okay. you know, um, because of the finances or the search for ratings. Um, you know, you have, you have a satellite uh, morning show out of LA, you have one out of uh, New York and that's what's on my competition, and we're we have um, we have a local show. You know, Joe Dupree does the show every single morning. He's here. He has local community leaders on the show with him every week, and uh, they uh, tr- try to address uh, issues and uh, talk and feed information to the local community. So, um, you know, where I sit, I think we do a darn good job. You know, so it is being represented. Uh, is it being represented represented totally? Well, maybe not. Dollars are not dictating that. You know, okay. public companies are yeah. are doing things a little different. We're a local company, and uh, we like the fact that we are live and local with local people in the air. Okay, we. I, I, I'm proud of the work that we do. Um, we uh, answered a great question and and mm-hmm. uh, says something about about us. I'm, we are Bayou City Broadcasting is in Lafayette and Evansville, Indiana. We are owned by the only independent African American television station owner in the country. The That's only independent yeah. African American television station owner. Mm-hmm. So we're we're cognizant of diversity. Um, I mean, we deal with it every day, mm-hmm. but the, but we don't. If we're doing our job, if as as a as a television station. The broadcast TV station. If I'm doing my job properly, I'm representing everybody. Mm-hmm. This is a, uh, as far as TV goes, is a is a heavier. We have a heavier black population than is normal. <clears throat> We're, you know, close to thirty percent, which is high. Right. So w- we've got to deliver news and entertainment programs that that are that that meet the that meet that broad audience. Um, we try to make sure that our on air talent matches the community. You know, both of my sports, uh, <coughs> excuse me, both of my sportscasters are African American. I've got a, an African American anchor. Uh, I've got uh, African American, three African American MMJs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's simply it's to it's to represent the community and to represent the folks that are watching the television station. Uh, but diversity diversity is important to us and. Uh, and multiculturalism is, a, is is at the root of our company. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. I'm personally proud to hear yeah. all of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. We have some 
another question. I'm not sure that we're going to have the time to get to it, but one that just came in is why are there no liberal talk shows in Acadiana? And um, if you watch <laughs> SNL, there might be some debate about whether or not there is a liberal talk I, show I, in Acadiana. It, it, Chuck can speak to radio, yeah. to specifically with radio, but um, my, my owner um, has addressed, the, the guy I was just talking about has addressed this before. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's revenue. Right. It, it's revenue. You know, I mean, you know, he he's he's had African-Americans reach out to him and say, you know, um, he served on panels with other African-American radio owners mm-hmm. who've gotten criticism. Why do you guys air conservative radio? And those guys are like they say so that I can employ African-Americans because I get revenue. You know, uh, it's a ratings. It's a ratings game. Okay. Yeah, it's, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, on the radio side, it's been tried. It's been tried many times and it's. uh uh, it's not succeeded because of the revenue issue, um, plain and simple. Um, but uh, I don't, I've not been involved with it. Mm-hmm. The only talk station that I'm involved with is a sports station. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't get into that game. And, uh, you know, uh, so, but that seems just from what I've read and what I've watched over the last 30, 40 years. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, uh, Chuck awesome. and Scene, for being here with us today. And thank you, the audience, for joining us for this episode of Ask Media Anything. Uh, we hope that you've enjoyed watching us and learn something from this conversation. And please stay tuned with, we'll have Christian Mater, uh, executive editor of The Current, up next at 7.30. And you can visit aocinc.org to find out about upcoming episodes of Ask Media Anything on AOC. And until then, we encourage you to stay engaged and informed with your community. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.